I'm Alex Mito. And I'm James Milley. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, and that is because we are back from summer vacation, and what a summer it has been. We're so excited to be here with you today, and we're also super, super excited to be less than 30 days away from our first New York City fair since 2019. We've locked down an incredible venue just blocks away from Bryant Park, a few blocks north of the Empire State Building, with 20,000 square feet of room on Fifth Avenue in Midtown Manhattan, We're going to be there from September 30th to October 3rd with 150 artists, over 5,000 collectors who are hungry and excited to buy your work. The fair is over 90% full, but we've got a very small handful of booths. I think it's down to four or five still available in each program, and we wanted to open it up to our ABP listeners and give some of you the opportunity to exhibit and sell your work with us. If you want to learn more about how to apply and schedule a call with James, just visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. We've got less than 10 booths left total and applications have a hard close on September 21st. So hurry up and book your call so we can start promoting you and your art today. As you know, if you've been listening to us at Artist Business Plan, and if you're new, I'm Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., And we're one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Arushi Kapoor here with us on the mic. Arushi is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to make the most of your art investments. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got a quick offer here for you listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Arushi Kapoor, and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Arushi Kapoor founded Artsop, an online catalog connecting buyers and sellers that evolved to an inventory management software and extended art curatorial and consultancy services. Artsop Fine Art Consulting is a leading agency purchasing asset class blue chip artworks. As the director of Arushi Arts USA, Arushi Arts UK, and Arushi Arts India, Arushi has hosted previews and exhibited in art fairs in Hong Kong, Paris, New York, Los Angeles, London, Bombay, and New Delhi. As an art consultant, she has simulated emotionally engaging environments in the residential hospitality institutional settings. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Arushi. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, We have a tradition on this show before we dive into our questions. I just ask you a question to get to know you a little better. Okay. That question is, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? 
I grew up going to art museums all around the world. I cannot tell you the earliest memory of artwork, but I can tell you I have a very vivid memory of uh, my mom and my dad leaving me outside with one of our caretakers or nannies in Art Basel. And the, I must have been like four or five years old in Art Basel, Switzerland. And um, the highlight of Art Basel for me at the time was the free ice cream I got outside the fair. Oh my gosh, I love that. So you went from free ice cream to running an art business. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, so I grew up surrounded by art. So like, I didn't even, I don't think I consciously understood what it meant. I thought art was just a part of my everyday life and being. I loved Indian artists. I spoke to them all the time. I uh, the top. So when I was 16, I wrote a book on contemporary Indian art. And that was because I grew up with the contemporary Indian artists and I knew them in a way that not a lot of people uh, have access or get to know them. So my very first memory of art would be very, very hard for me to explain. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And that's actually a good seg into my first question for you, which is what inspired you to create Artsop? So Artsop was created as a college project back when I was at USC. I wanted to do something in art and in business because um, my, my degree at USC at Marshall was in finance. And um, Artsop was just created as a project that like me and my one of the people that I started working on this with in terms of the tech aspect of it, um, decided to try our hands on. I thought a lot of the, it was very hard and still is very hard for artists to get noticed by galleries. And likewise, a lot of the times that like artists send emails and everything, it's ignored by galleries because there's so many artists that are sending them emails and portfolios and blah, blah, blah. So I thought it would be really cool to have like a Tinder for art kind of a setting. I was 19 back then. We did not run with it for very long, but the thing that did well for us was I was introduced to a lot of galleries and a lot of inventories of galleries around the world that kickstarted my secondary market uh, right from while I was in university. But it wasn't more of like a particular thing that inspired me to start Artsop, but it was more like a series of events that like led to uh, Artsop being a secondary market art dealer. Oh, wow. So that's amazing. So what you did, where you were coming from led you to becoming an art dealer, which is really cool. So can you share us a bit about the process of an artist getting represented? Yeah, so different galleries have different ways to getting to the point of representing an artist. I can talk about mine and I can also tell you what I've seen in other galleries in general. The number one thing that an artist needs to remember to get represented is to showcase what they have that is different to every other person. If you just send a randomly cold call and send people your portfolios, most galleries are not going to pay attention to you. You need to show up and differentiate yourself from everyone else. Go to art events and everything, meet the right art dealers at the right places. You need to, like for people uh, who are dealing in art, 
I, there, for every million artists, there's only a hundred thousand art dealers and there's maybe 50,000 good, well-known collectors. It, I mean, there's a lot of noise that's around. You need to clear all the noise and clearly define your style and showcase yourself and how your style makes it different. Instead of send cold calling and selling, uh, sending art portfolios, send a simple email asking the art dealers to meet you for coffee or to uh, set up a phone call. And once they respond to you, then send them the portfolio. So your artwork is actually noticed and you're not uh, sending things around in vain and like demoralizing yourself. I highly, highly recommend going to every possible art uh, event that they can go to because art networking events are the best ways for artists to like meet all of the dealers in, in person before even sending out an email. So for me personally, when I meet people at like art events or art, art artists at art events or any event, it could be a party or whatever, I first have a conversation with them about where they're going with their art career. That means if they are serious about their art career and if they only see themselves in an art, as an artist. If you see yourself as anything but an artist, chances are I don't want to work, work with you. I don't want a part-time artist. I want to give value to my clients, to my collectors, and give value to you as an artist and manage you and give you the best experience that you can get and make you into an asset class artist. And it's impossible if you have five other things going on. Once I meet them in person, I usually set up a meeting. It could be a meeting on Zoom. It could be a meeting on the phone call. It could be a meeting in person. And then I go through the artwork with them and ask them what their artwork means to them. If your artwork is not related to you and does not have a story that connects you to the artwork, I'm most likely not going to take it further. But if I see something compelling that I is visual, is connected to you, has a story behind it, then the next stage of it is talking about what possible avenues we can go down and creating a business plan like any other business. Because art for an artist is also a business as much as it is a passion and love. And artists quite often forget that. You have, you, this is, this is your primary way of getting paid. So we come up with an artist business plan about what the artist is going to do for the rest of the year and we go from there and so forth. But to recap everything I said, the best way for artists to get represented is not to send cold calls and emails, set up phone calls and get to know the art dealer or gallery first, show up. And then once you have made an acquaintance of a dealer or a gallery and you have a particular person you're reaching out to, then send them their portfolio, your portfolio and then continue to take the conversation further. Got it. So basically put the networking and the relationship first. And then after that, send them over your artwork and your portfolio. I love it. So my question is, how do you feel like, you know, you mentioned artists kind of spreading themselves thin at times. How do you feel like participating in an art fair like Superfine, we're the largest independent art fair for independent artists in the US. How do you feel like that works with an artist business plan and their ability to generate income for themselves? I think it's a great quick start. 60% of you being a great artist, that is a well-known artist and a recognized artist, depends on the artist. 
Only 40% depends on the consultant, the dealer, the clients, blah, blah, blah. Participating in an art fair when you're unrepresented by a gallery is a really, really good first step to get recognized by a gallery. Because then that shows me that you're taking the first step and you're serious about your career. A lot of art dealers and galleries and art gallerists and collectors all go to these smaller fairs or even like larger fairs to see and discover artists. And once I see it at a fair, I know the artist is serious. So that already gives me some sort of validation. So I definitely think that it's a really, really good first step. Once you are represented, then it is the gallery who is going to put you in the right places to, or, or the dealer that's going to put you in the right places to display your artwork. So then it kind of, you've delegated that job, but before you are represented, represented, you have to take the first step yourself. Yeah. I like that idea of taking the first step. And honestly, though, I will say we are seeing a lot of artists now who do work with galleries and then also continue to manage their careers as well, because a lot of these galleries and dealers don't necessarily have the resources to you know manage the careers of as many people as are out there that want to sell art. So we've seen a lot of people that kind of split the difference and have maybe gallery representation in one market, but then another market, they continue to represent themselves. So I've definitely seen that model changing. And I, I think that rep- that probably accounts for 70% of our clients. So, You know, fair enough. Like it, different galleries and different dealers and different consults work, consultants work in different ways. We, we are very lucky because we have large, we do a lot of different things. We work with museums, we work with private clients, we work with large organizations and we have like different, uh, art. we have, we are very lucky to have three different galleries in three different countries. So different, different galleries have different resources. So by all means, it all depends on who you are working with. There's not one business plan that like can be replicated for every single artist. It all depends on you, your dealer. You never know. So like, again, but like I said, 60% of it, it depends on the artist and the artist needs to be smart enough to pick the right people. And at the end of the day, you, your art dealer, your art gallery is a team. So if being in an art fair is helping your team, then by all means, you should do it. I love that point of view. And it really isn't a one size fits all arrangement. So again, pay attention to the signals of your own career, what's going on and what you know, the people that you're working with and the results you're seeing are showing and then make your decisions. We're going to come right back. Arushi is going to tell you more about what you want to know, including investing in art, but much more, but a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, 
Just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And we are back. So Arushi, art can be an investment. Can you share with us how our artists who are listening out there might be able to get inside of the minds of clients who buy blue chip art and then perhaps elevate themselves to that level where they're selling at those blue chip prices? Okay, so first off, most people who are buying blue chip art artwork have a lot of consultants that they're working with and a lot of curators that they're working with. So to get to that level, it's very rare that an artist itself, without having a team or a whole bunch of people that are backing him or her up, are able to reach that kind of clientele. To become asset class art artist, especially if you're an emerging artist who wants to become an asset class artist, there is no particular formula again. It really depends from artist to artist. You need to have group shows. You have to have solo shows. You have to be in very well-known collections already. To call yourself an asset class artist that like I know is going to go up in value in the future. I don't think this is the artist's job to make themselves an asset class artist. I think that's the job of the consultant and the gallery to like place them at the right places. The job of the artist is to be aware of their career, um, market themselves the right way to every single person who comes and talks to them and create good quality art that is that defines their style and then their stage of life and all of the other things that are influencing uh, their artwork. But to get to those sort of collectors from an artist perspective, you need to have a full team and backup. You cannot do this alone. And no one does it alone. All the top artists in the world have huge teams and all the top dealers in the world have huge teams. Again, if you treat the art world like a family and every single person that you're working with, if you think of them as a team and not just another business member, you're going to be doing a lot better than just taking everything on yourself. You're just going to create a very stressful life for yourself then, and you're not going to be able to focus on creating good quality artwork. And that's your primary focus. I love that. Your main focus is to create good quality artwork. And it's super interesting just seeing some of the things that have changed and also that you know so many artists have created these networks of people that build them up. There are a lot of ways that you know I've seen with NFTs and different methods that artists have used to reach a market more directly. I can't really speak to those, but I do have someone coming on in the next couple of months who has kind of experienced growing a market, a blue chip market quickly using NFTs and digital means. So it is something that's happening right now, but it is still new. So with NFTs, I myself have a large, large NFT collection, everything from like the Board A Yacht Club to all of the new up and coming projects. And even with that, the more and more you're seeing, and this comes back to the fact of me telling you, you cannot do it alone. Even with the NFT projects, and we're working on two NFT projects with two of our artists that are going to be going up in the next month, month and a half, and so on. It's not possible for you to do it alone. There are particular developers that are helping put the artworks up that get the artworks recognized a lot faster. There's 
people who are doing NFT-based marketing that are good at their job. It all comes back, comes down to everyone working in the team and ev letting everyone do what they are good at. I love that. Letting everybody do what they are good at. So Arushi, when you were 16, you authored your first book, Talking Art. What was that process like? And are there any nuggets of information from that book that artists or art lovers could find that you might be able to share with us today? I authored that book when I was 16. It was right after I had done my very, very first internship at uh, Sotheby's cataloging artworks for Southeast Asian artists. And that's my specialty. That's what I, I'm on the acquisitions team of Tate Modern in London on the Southeast Acquisitions Committee. And back then, I had just known all of these artists, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that I'd known these artists in a very different light than what the media and like the popular galleries and all had uh, showcased. Indian artwork compared to a lot of other different kinds of artwork, for example, Chinese artwork or African artwork hasn't blown up how uh, all of these other types of arts have. That is mainly because for a long time, uh, the Indian artists did not know how to get go abroad and showcase abroad and all of those things. Talking Art by Arushi Kapoor basically just uh, gave a glimpse into all of the top 16 uh, Indian contemporary artists. And they were interviews with Indian contemporary artists about how they see themselves in the realm of the whole world. And how getting into the international art scene has affected their artwork and their lifestyles and their minds. So that's what it, the book was about. And I think a majority of the artists said that like for the longest time, they weren't able to fully comprehend the styles of the Western world and everything into their contemporary art. And it came in the later stages of their artworks once they were recognized within the country that they were able to go and explore these artworks and it majorly impacted their art. And you can see the significant change from that period of time. And most of these Indian artists also mentioned that like the boom is still coming. And this was back when I was 16. So this was almost 10 years ago, almost a decade ago. And I still don't th think that the boom has come yet, but I am seeing the more and more uh, that the Southeast Asian artworks and Southeast Asian vernacular artworks are being recognized, which makes me really, really happy. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And, and it's really cool that that's something you were talking about 10 years ago, and now you're starting to see the real results. And maybe the boom has not yet come, but there are signs. And I think it's also really cool that you have some influence over what may be able to be shown in some of the institutions like the Tate. And, and that's really exciting as well. So Arushi, this has been an incredible conversation. Unfortunately, it, we are drawing to a bit of a close here. Let's bring it home for our listeners out there. What is one thing that you would recommend that artists do out there to really rev up their art career today? Show up. If you don't show up and you're sitting in your studio and expecting people to reach out to you because you think that like your artwork is next level, that's not good enough. Show up to places, socialize with people, build your team. And that is the only way you are going to be recognized in a larger sense. Do the work, put in the extra effort and you will get there. So guys, 
do the work and build your team. Put in the extra effort and you will get there. Thank you so much, Arushi, for sharing that with us. To all of you business artists out there, Arushi has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective with you on the art world and how to prosper within it. You're definitely going to want to go back and take notes, which you can do on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Arushi, you can follow her on Instagram at Arushi Gallery and Arushi Kapoor One, and also visit www.arushikapoor.com. All of those will be in our show notes if you need any spelling and uh, any any spelling there. As always, remember that we are Super Fine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share anytime you're listening to, enjoying, and benefiting from the artist business plan. And once again, we always appreciate it if you take just a moment of your time and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so, so critical in helping other artist entrepreneurs just like you find us and benefit from our and our guests' knowledge. As always, I want to wrap up this class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And today, that quote is, If people only knew how hard I work to gain my mastery, it wouldn't seem so wonderful at all. And that is Michelangelo. Arushi, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We're so grateful to you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was our pleasure. I hope to have you back again. Everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this in all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world. at superfine.world.